You're listening to To Dine for the Podcast, the Shot Put Media production, presented by MasterCard. Start something priceless. What's better in life than a bottle of wine, great food, and an amazing conversation? My name is Kate Sullivan, and I am the host of To Dine For. I'm a journalist, a foodie, a traveler with an appetite for the stories of people who are hungry for more. Dreamers, visionaries, artists, those who hustle hard in the direction they love. I travel with them to their favorite restaurant to hear how they did it. This show is a toast to them and their American dream. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by Terlato Wine Group, Lavazza, and American National Insurance. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by Riazul Tequila, referred to as one of the best sipping tequilas on the market. It comes from the highlands of Jalisco, 7,200 feet above sea level. Riazul's agave has a higher sugar content, lending itself to a sweeter taste profile. If you are looking for a true sipping tequila with extraordinary depth after being aged two years in a cognac barrel, you'll have to try Riazul Tequila. Cheers, everyone. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by Lavazza. Four generations of the Lavazza family have been working to perfect the art of blending coffee since 1895 with a devotion to making coffee moments special. Signature blend Lavazza Classico with its intensely rich flavor and sweet aromatic notes is a celebration of the Italian way of life in every cup and is available any way you brew your coffee. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. For 115 years, American National has remained committed to helping people and communities make a real difference in their lives. American National supports great local community organizations led by the kind of people you hear about on To Dine For, people who are inspired to make a difference and inspire others in return. American National's philosophy is helping where it's needed helps us all. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write, and the states in which they're licensed, visit americannational.com dine. Welcome to To Dine for the Podcast, where we meet the world's most creative and innovative minds at their favorite restaurant. On today's podcast is Yumi Jean Francois. Most people, when they feel like their back is against the wall, they feel stuck. When my back is against the wall, I feel freedom. Yumi Jean-Francois is the founder and CEO of Flex and Fly, a yoga and lifestyle brand centered around travelers. The brand also includes in-flight programs that feature a collection of one to 10 minute videos consisting of yoga exercises, positive affirmations, and meditations for travelers on long haul flights. I figure as the summer season gets going here, this would be a fascinating interview as to how we fly and how we can do it in a more mindful way. Please enjoy my interview with Yumi Jean-Francois. Hi, Yumi. How are you? Hi, how are you? Thank you for agreeing to be on To Dine for the podcast. I cannot wait to hear about Flex and Fly and your entire journey to build this. Uh, But I'm going to start the way I always start by asking the guests their favorite restaurant. You live in New York City. So if you could take me anywhere... Where would you take me? It doesn't have to be New York. So it could be anywhere. So where would you take me, Yumi? First of all, this is unfair. 
because <laughs> I, I'm a tourist woman. Do you know what food is to me and going out to yes. eat? Oh, my God. This just means that I am not loyal at all. I go everywhere to eat and everything. But, you know, in my neighborhood, um, there's a great spot that I like. Um, it just always takes care of me. I love Dominican food. My favorite food is Jamaican food, but I love Dominican food as well. And Malecon has the best rotisserie chicken in the world. It's been on every TV show, whatever, and I don't live that far from there. So I would say Malecon rotisserie chicken with some totones, fried plantains, guys, not the sweet ones. Right. And some rice and beans and avocado. Forget oh, it. wow. That forgot about it. And what neighborhood is it in? In Washington Heights, Manhattan. Excellent. Yeah, Wonderful. right above Harlem. Okay. Uh, it's on, I believe, 175th, 175th, 176th on Broadway. Yeah. What does it mean to you to live in Washington Heights? Why do you love Everything. it? Everything. Are you kidding me? I love culture. I love flavor. I love going out in my neighborhood and speaking Spanish and speaking English as well. I also love the fact that the space here is still a little bit bigger, like the apartments are bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rather than downtown, I can actually breathe in my apartment. I love the history of Washington Heights. A lot of people don't know about the mm-hmm. war and living right very close to Jersey. I absolutely love it. I think one of my favorite things is like watching the small business owners still hold it down because New York has changed so much. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, Washington Heights were like, nah, we, we're keeping the bodega, we're keeping the Mexican. <laughs> you guys are going to have to keep uh, to, to, to deal with us because we're, we're sticking with it. So a lot of small business owners are still up here and it makes me happy to, to know who I'm supporting. People who have never lived in New York City don't realize that living in New York is not where you live. It's not your apartment. It's the fact that you live on the streets. You live at the bodega. You live in the community that you're around. And there's so much there's so much vibrancy to your life when you live specifically in New York because everything's so tiny that your life takes place everywhere. That is your home. Your home is not just where you, you know, drive up to like people in the suburbs and where I do live now. And, 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 you know, you have your home, your home in New York is New York. And it's a a very different feel. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I've been in New York since I was six years old. I'm originally from Haiti Ah. and I have traveled all around the world and there is still no place like New York. I mean, and the comparison is simple. It's not just about like there's not more beautiful places or cleaner places or like that. It's the energy that New York City provides does not exist anywhere else. Even with the hustle, even with the like finding a way to make it. Because, you know, if you make it here, you'll make it anywhere. (laughs) That energy is so real about New York. I felt like I felt so capable when I started traveling around the world because I was from New York. I was raised in New York City. And yes, there is the hustle and the bustle and the competitive and you got to get going. But when I'm in New York, I feel more cared for than anywhere else. You know why? Because I feel like, well, well, people are brusque at times. I feel like they would care for you in that city more than half the places I've lived. Truly, Mm -hmm. because New Yorkers do care. 
Yeah, they keep it real, but they also care. I mean, I always say like the best example is like when you see a mother with a stroller and someone will come by, they won't look at the mother. They just pick it up and carry it down the subway stairs. And it's like, I got you, I got you. Pick up your groceries because they know you got to take those steps up. I've had so many men, they don't say nothing. Like, let me help you with that. Just take it all the way up, put it down. All right, have a good day. Yeah. And just keep it going. They just keep know. I love that energy. That's yes. the culture. It is a culture. Absolutely. Well, first of all, you must have really loved travel to begin yeah. this journey with Flex and Fly. What were you doing before you started this? Girl, what wasn't I doing? I was, like, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was just out here trying to discover life. I was a professional backup dancer. So I was dancing behind, you know, celebs. Were and, you really? Um, you yeah. were a professional backup dancer? For who? Mm-hmm. Well, some of the people that I've danced for is Neo, Gwen yes. Stefani. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, so I was out here just trying to make it as a dancer because we're the bottom of the barrel in the industry. You know, they don't pay us properly. I dance for a lot of artists, you know, unknown artists. And I was a waitress. I was in the hospitality industry, catering, hotels, all of it for over 10, 12 years, which is why hospitality is so big to me. Me too. I'm a former waitress here as well. Yes. It's huge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also extra, extra kind to waiters, like extra, extra kind. Uh-huh. But yeah, I was just in my, I was in my twenties. I was an actress, you know, I transitioned to acting. I did not care for that at all because I, I realized that the, that form of industry, like specifically acting it was always making me question who I was. And I mm. didn't, I don't negotiate with doubt. So it had to go. Ooh. Um, and a- that's interesting. Can you unpack that a little bit? Because that's really interesting. I think people that are artists in that field, you have to really love it. You either either really love it or you really love fame. Mm-hmm. I love money. <laughs> I don't fit. <laughs> I don't fit. I don't fit. I don't like being broke. I don't like. <laughs> I don't like living in lack. I mean, I'm from Haiti. I I, I come from what is known as the um the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. I'm I know what it's like for your hope to be suffocated by poverty. Mm. And I am in a position in my life where I am constantly focused on building abundance for myself, my friends, my family, anyone connected to me. Mm. And the industry, when I was acting, of course, it was like a lot of auditions, racism, like all the things you could think of, right? No mm. matter how, it's not a matter of how good you are, right? Mm. It's constantly overproving yourself, not proving yourself, overproving yourself. Mm. And you start over at every time. Every time you're, you're unemployed. Every single time, like you get a job, it's great. It takes care of you for a bit. And then you're like, oh, wait, I'm unemployed. I need another job. As yeah. an and also dealing with people that would make you question who you know you authentically are. Ooh. Like, I'm not in the business of questioning myself. I have enough people in the world that's willing to do that. Ooh. I have to be my biggest fan and mm-hmm. advocate. Mm-hmm. You understand? My left hand and my right hand have to be together. I can't have one shunning the other. And I realized when I was in the industry, I was dealing with people that, you know, even the ones that fought for me, my management, the people that believe in I'm just like, I don't have a desire to prove myself to anyone. I have mm. a desire to have a stable, rich, happy, gorgeous, 
fulfilled life. Mm. And I realized that acting wasn't going to bring that for me. Yes. But many people are done. Right. And especially since I knew that I didn't love it, I was very good at it. Yes. And that's what me another thing, like what you're good at doesn't necessarily mean it's your purpose. Thank you. Thank you. Because you can be excellent at something and hate it. You can be excellent at something. It's not your purpose. You can be excellent at something. It makes you a lot of money, but it makes you miserable. And you yeah. really have to assess that out. You can be excellent at something and it's just for people to take from you. Yes. I'm not out here trying to empty my cup. I don't have right. Not the lifestyle I live. Like right. my cup must remain full at all times. You only get the overflow. You can't Ooh. get the full cup. And I so that. I just was like, yeah, this isn't this isn't it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. The reason why I asked you a little bit more about that is I, I remember taking acting classes at one point, and I remember thinking, it is hard enough to figure out who I am, <laughs> and I, I I want I want to walk every day towards the version of me that's more me. Like I hope yeah. every year of my life, I feel like more Kate Sullivan. And I felt like acting walk the other way because if you yeah. pour all your heart and soul into another character that has nothing to do with you, you are diminishing who you are. Now, an actor would look at the whole scenario totally differently, but I felt like you only have such a finite time. Let's spend every moment of it cultivating the very best version of ourself. And for me, that's right. why I felt about acting. And I felt like, and it, it sounds like you felt very similarly. Yeah. And I just really, I just don't want people feeling like their voice and their validation mattered more to me than my voice and yes. God's validation. I just didn't, I, I didn't, I, I kept, I caught myself wondering who I was, questioning who I was, like, it just wasn't it. I was like, yeah, this isn't it. I You're like, it. next, next. All right. So you are the CEO and founder of Flex and Fly. And right. I read that it was a trip to Morocco that was the beginning of the inspiration. So I'm going to tee you up. What happened in Morocco? So, you know, I was actually on my way to Lisbon, Portugal. My sissy and I, the love of my life, Elisa Longchamp, my sister and I were going for her birthday to Portugal. I missed my trip. I had to stop in Morocco for the Morocco caught me. And while I was there on my way back to head to Portugal, I was in the airport and I realized, and this is from me thinking about when I was backup dancing, how tight my body used to always feel. So I started doing a little stretching at a little space while I was waiting for my flight. And I don't know if you know or not, but for the most part, Morocco is a Muslim country. There's a lot of like spaces for people to go pray and mm -hmm. et cetera. So in the airport, there was a free space where they could go and pray. The call to prayer. Yes. Yeah. So I watched a whole bunch of men go for lack of better words. They were in um, child's pose. They yes. went down. That, that's Kneeling down on a carpet. Yes. Yes. And praying. And I was like, oh my God, this would be so amazing if this was a stretching class. That was it. Like, I think later that year in April, I went to Israel with my boyfriend and his family. We went doing Passover, which was insane because Israel, when Passover was so great, chaotic, the whole family, everybody was at the airport. It's just people were so stressed. People were so crazy. And I love the airport. Listen to me, darling. You can, I can live there. The lights, the cleansiness, <laughs> like everything. And I was like, why are people so unhappy here? Like, this is the best place. 
stones or like another spot in the earth. Like, come on. So I went and I remember telling my boyfriend's mom at the time, like, when I go back, I'm going to start my own business where I create stretches at the airport. Mm. Yoga, stretching, meditation, anything, because I really love pilots. I love flight attendants. I love all the people that take care of us at the airport. And I realized that I was dealing with, uh, they they didn't have anyone that was taking care of them the way yeah. I wanted to take care of them. It wasn't just the travelers. It was the people that work in the airline industry that you wanted Absolutely. to cater to. Do you know the process of working at the airport? It's just a lot. And then you don't really get to leave. And even if you do, it's just parking and cars. Like there's nothing really good about like leaving. Like, you know, it's a stressful place. It's a stressful place. And there's, there's this idea that the airport has to be like, doesn't have to be a lifestyle. It's a stop, right? Like, so you eat, you drink beer, you eat fries and burgers. It's like a vacation. Like people just kind of think you have to be very unhealthy doing a vacation. And I just was like, you know, traveling, although it's a big privilege, wellness shouldn't be. And I think that I can do something about really bringing back community to the airport, you know, because we we all know the statistics when it comes to working out or going to a yoga class, classes builds community it forms as a sense of like oh yeah i'll see i'll see sarah or kate or ashton or lisa like on tuesdays when we do Mm -hmm. yoga together we don't Mm -hmm. really know each other but it's nice to have that community Mm -hmm. and i was like i can do that (laughs) you can create that kind of community i can create that kind of community at the airport while taking care of the mental health of travelers that suffer from anxiety we'll have more on this conversation in just a minute but first Thank you to our sponsors. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. To Dine For The Podcast is brought to you by American National offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. There's a funny thing about most insurance commercials, whether they feature lizards or birds or funny cartoon characters. It seems like they want you to think about anything but insurance. American National, on the other hand, has real local agents who get to know you, so they can help you reach better decisions about your insurance to make sure you're protecting what matters most to you. American National agents are part of your community. They're your neighbors. So whether it's solutions for your home, your small business, your farm, or your life, you can count on your local American national agent to make sure you get the discounts you deserve and the protection you need without paying for extras you don't. With American National, you get an ally, not just a web page. For a description of the American national companies, the products they write in the states in which they're licensed, 
Visit AmericanNational.com slash dine. To Dine for the Podcast is brought to you by Riazul Tequila, referred to as one of the best sipping tequilas on the market. It comes from the highlands of Jalisco, 7,200 feet above sea level. Riazul's agave has a higher sugar content, lending itself to a sweeter taste profile. If you are looking for a true sipping tequila with extraordinary depth after being aged two years in a cognac barrel, you'll have to try Riazul tequila. Cheers, everyone. Now back to our conversation. So you have this phenomenal idea, and I kudos to you for coming up to it. It is a strike of inspiration. How do you begin at that very beginning? Because a lot of people who will be listening, they have an idea. They want to get it going. How did you begin to get it off the ground? So first of all, the first thing I will tell you is that whatever you hear about entrepreneurship, don't listen to it, okay? Mm -hmm. Everybody has their own path. I always say that I'm a better leader than I am an entrepreneur. What does Mm -hmm. that mean? That means that I have a certain responsibility to my vision and the people that work for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm a very stubborn woman. I do think that you need to have some sort of stubbornness to be successful, okay? Mm -hmm. Can't just take anything. Right. How I started was that I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I didn't know how to get into the airport. I don't, I just knew I wanted to be at the airport. That's the first. So that's the vision. Mm -hmm. Right. And I said, how can I protect the vision? Because see, the first thing I always think about is protecting the vision. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I need a lawyer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That was the first person I hired. So while I was working, I was working at my restaurant job, I was working almost five to seven days a week overnight. So I'd get there at five or 4 p.m. and work till three in the morning. Where are you working? What kind of restaurant is this? Let me tell you where I was working, honey. Cafe Regio, one of the most famous spots in New York City. Yes. Cafe Regio was the first place that had the cappuccino machine that came from, from Italy. And it makes the best coffee, tiramisu, but it's right next to Comedy Central near West 4th area, right? Yes, like, so yes. It's always busy, lots of celebrities. So it's an over, it's open overnight and you're working the overnight yeah, shift. Oh my gosh. Like three, four in the morning. I love it. I love your work ethic. Okay. That's the beginning. You had an amazing work ethic before you even had the idea. Oh, absolutely. So who was the first person you reach out to at the airport? Oh no, I, I had to get my certification. So the thing is, the airport is not easy to get into. So I, I had to do things a little backwards. One, because I'm a Black woman, and that needs to be clear. Mm-hmm. Two, I'm in the wellness and travel space as a Black woman. Mm-hmm. And three, because I had no prior experience in the airline industry. So I got my MWBE certification, which is my minority women business entity certification. I got that. In 2018, which is when I got my trademark for Flex and Fly. Again, the lawyer thing, because I yes. needed him to protect me. So we we took care of that. He was the first person I hired. The second person was an accountant because I needed someone to take care of my money properly, etc. So everything I was making at Cafe Regio was going to Flex and Fly. The third thing I did was I created a yoga mat. Because I was like, I don't want people thinking about bringing their own yoga mats to the place and da 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 And then 2020 happened. So this is 2018. I launched 2019 with the yoga mats. I was supposed to launch at JFK in April 2020. Oh, wow. March 2020. You make plans and God laughs. But listen, because me and God (laughs) had to fight. We were fighting, darling. I was saying, 
wait a minute. You gave me this vision idea, but are you going to shut the whole world down? <laughs> the whole world? You can imagine. I started rethinking everything as far as like, what if we never- Should I be I doing this? Or what if we never get back to traveling? All of these questions, should I even continue? I'm sure your your job at Cafe Reggio was difficult and strained or maybe oh, shut yeah, down. I quit, I quit Cafe Reggio. When I, get, when I came back, I told my boss that time that I was only going to be here till Christmas. When I came back that April, so 2019, from 2019 up, I was living off of my savings and mm. doing extracurricular activities to stack <laughs> up money and mm. pick up little jobs here and there, nannying, all of it. I did all of it. And this is what I want to say. Do not be ashamed to go back to pick up jobs no. and other things if you had left your first job and the things aren't working out the way you were, you you want it to work. Because you need to be able to be mentally and emotionally well to run your business. If you're stressed about paying your rent all the time while you're trying to run your business, it's going to take a toll on you. You know, it's not going to work out the way that you expected it to work out because you're not mentally well, because this is a very stressful, it's very stressful to not have, to live in black. It's very stressful. And so I did whatever I had to do to stack up. And then I started stacking up over and over. And that time I lost all of my investors. I got my investors very casual. A lot of them came to Cafe Regio. I don't know if you know, but people love coffee at night. I don't know why. You can't sleep, but it doesn't affect them. They love their little shots of espresso. And I always met the best investors around that time because one, I was very vocal that this was not my life. I'm just stopping through. This is just a, a step to where I'm going. So my, my, my business was what I wanted. And I started talking to people, telling them, and they'd be like, oh, send me your pitch deck. And I'm like, what's that? <laughs> then I'm getting on fire. We're like, what is a pitch deck? Can someone help me create a pitch deck? Can someone help me learn what a business plan is? I had no idea what I was doing when we're building Flex and Fly. I just knew that it was something that was necessary and impactful. And I think that's important for your business. Is it necessary? Is it impactful? Once you get going post-pandemic, what was the vision for your business? Because it, it evolved beyond yoga mats. What was it? Well, because all of my investors dropped out, I had moved to Colombia because, you know, I have a tradition where I wake up in, in a different country every new year. So in 2020, <laughs> I moved to Colombia just because I could. And no one was traveling, right? Mm-hmm. Like everyone was really scared. It's like the end of 2020, like early 2021. And I basically shared that with my social media supporters and email list. We have a huge email list. So make sure you go ahead and sign up for that email list because you guys know you are my diary at flexandfly.com. So we went and I would just tell them what I'm doing and how this was the flex bags were one of our one of the products that I plan on putting out two years later. Right. Like not. Not before, like it was like, okay, let the service-based business do well. Then I'll bring in the bag since we already have the mat. Because I truly believe every business owner, if you're service-based, you should have a product. Mm-hmm. Because if anything happens, people love to shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it will help. So let me stop you there. Give me, give me the, the, the prongs of your business. You, are, you sell yoga mats. You have, what are your services? So Flex and Fly itself, 
We are a travel wellness company. We provide stretching, meditation, and yoga classes at the airport. My desire is to be in every airport in world domination. Under the umbrella of Flex and Fly are our products, the Flex Bags and our Flex Mats. So yoga mats and a travel bag because everything falls under the umbrella of travel or wellness. And what, what's in the travel bag? So the uh, anti-theft minimalist travel belt bag, the flex bag saved my business and also made me a lot of money. We made six <laughs> figures in six months. They uh-huh. essentially are the bag that I made while I was living in Colombia. I wanted to create an anti-theft fanny pack, but you know, with a taste of luxury, darling. You know mm, what I mean? Yes. Feeling good about yourself, letting the world know how amazing you are. <laughs> but also you could dress it up, down, so it looks like a belt, but it's actually a bag. And it's anti-theft. There's pockets for your phone, your credit card, your passport. It just looks stunning. I walked around in Colombia uh, with it for over four months, three, four months. And every single city or town in Colombia I went to, Everyone asked me, where did you get your bag? Because mm-hmm. I had to live in it to see that it could work. Sure. Then I had my email list, part of it, the whole process. They helped me name it. They helped me pick colors. They helped me do everything. Mm-hmm. So the first day when we actually launched, we sold out. Wow. That was really important to me because this is what made me recognize that I was a better leader than entrepreneur because my ability to pivot. Most people, when they feel like their back is against the wall, they feel stuck. Mm-hmm. When my back is against the wall, I feel freedom. Mm-hmm. Really? Anything. Yes. Anything is possible. When your back is against the wall, you feel freedom. Yeah. And, and why? It's a sign to surrender. Oh, wow. Because what happens is a lot of the times when our back is against the wall and things aren't happening the way we expect, we become more stubborn. Our ego gets in the way where we're like, this has to work my way. This is the way I saw it. Because that's where most disappointments come from. And that's why it's hard for a lot of us to forgive. Because the vision, the way you imagined it, it's not playing out the way you wanted it to. But when my back is against the wall, that's when I feel like spiritually God is saying, are you going to... Are you going to like surrender? Are you, are you going to like try something different? Mm. Are you going to trust that I got you? Are you, are you going to try something different? Cause it's always something different. It's mm. never doing the same thing over and over. Mm. So then I feel like, oh, I already know what it feels like. The pressure, the stress. And the disappointment of the outcome of what of what I didn't get. Like the outcome didn't work out for me. I know that feeling because I've been dealing with it for months. By the time my back is against the wall, I've been dealing with it for months or years for some people. Right. But for me, now that I'm here, I can either go here or I can say, thank you so much for serving me at this time. I'm sorry I kept you for too long. I'm going to do something different now. Mm. The freedom in that is that now I have my power back. Mm. I am no longer powerless because this makes you feel powerless. Right. Your mindset is so powerful because Mm. at the end of the day, entrepreneurship is a series of setbacks and failures and obstacles. And mentally, how do you pivot, go around it, figure it out. And what, what, what you just said was, was so important because people need to hear that. It, it sounds like 
first of all, the fact that you said that you kind of argue with God shows that it affects you. You're human, right? <laughs> you do you do experience disappointment, but you have found a way through your faith and through your specific way of looking at it to pivot and go a, a different route. Yeah, I think whenever you have a vision to build something, that that vision was given to you and you shouldn't let your ego get in the way. Mm. But most of the time it does, sure. right? Sure. Whether it's through praise from other people, our own desire for validation and success, et cetera, et cetera, it gets in the way. And I'm working on keeping my spirit and my faith full. And I'm, I'm starving my flesh and my doubts. Mm. I, I cannot live the way that I see myself living a beautiful, full life, constantly doubting, constantly feeling like it's not going to work out. I cannot be an enemy to myself. Mm -hmm. It's just not right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just not right. And there are certain times where businesses, I've had plenty of businesses, there's certain times where things don't work because of timing, but there's certain time things don't work because you are not the right person. You're mm -hmm. not the right person for that thing to come to. And you have to be okay to say, you know what? Maybe I was only brought here to just bring you to this stage right. and then sell this business and let right. the other person take it to the next level. All that type of stuff takes meditation, like really writing, journaling, praying, having a real full life because your life is your resume. Mm -hmm. Your real life, what you do every single day, that doesn't include you being successful attached to it, is what's going to really show you how successful you can be. Mm -hmm. Because it sucks to be a public success and a private failure. It mm -hmm. sucks. Mm -hmm. And there's so many people in this world that's operating in that. And people are looking at them like, oh, those are the goals. And those are, that's who I want to be. And I don't want to be anyone but me. Mm -hmm. I don't think God made any mistake with me. Mm -hmm. the, my, my nose, my eyes, my lips, my hair. Like there's no mistake with this. This was purposely and intentionally done. My only job is to walk it out. My only job is to be present to who I need to be. And that means for me, building a community at the airport, letting people know that they don't have to think that every time they get into a plane, they're going to die or get hurt or like there's not people that are professionals there to take care of them. My, my desire is to teach you how to breathe. If you take mm. a breath, when you feel all that anxiety, what relief it will give your body. It's the basic things that many people think they're walking around breathing when they're not. Many right. people think they're living when they're not. They're That's just kind of like an automatic. And yes. I just want to teach you to be present at every stage of your life, anywhere you are, especially when you're in the travel space. First of all, the concept of being a public success, but a private failure, that what you just said, what to you, which is really, really good, what to you looks like a private success? Meaning when do you, when your life looks like a success privately, what does that look like for you, me? I think when I go to bed at night and it's just me and God, the conversations we have, am I complaining? Am I unhappy? Am I depressed? Am I wishing for something else? 
Am I asking for a breakthrough? Because at the end of the day, that's where we start, us and God. Mm-hmm. But whatever it is that you believe in, for me, it's mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of the day, when I am alone in my bed, what is my spirit feeling like? Am I resting? Am I able to just go to bed and sleep at night? Yes. Are you serene? Are you peaceful? Exactly. Because peace is necessary for success for me. Yeah. If it takes my peace, I can't deal with it. Ooh, that (laughs) is so good. That is so good because this is not a conversation that most people have. When they talk yeah. about entrepreneurship, the, the concept of serenity and peace does not usually go in a conversation about entrepreneurship at all. So, yeah. but that is your definition of success. That is the life you're living, the path that you're on and how you define it. And that's so powerful. Thank you so much. I mean, I think it's also because of the fact that I've been through so much in my life and I've gotten to the other side so many different times. I'm now living a life where I know things will work out for me, Mm -hmm. right? Like when you know something, you know it's inevitable, Mm -hmm. right? Like when you know something, it's inevitable. Mm -hmm. When, when, When you know the person you're in love with calls you every morning, you're an expectation every morning. Yes. Because <laughs> it's inevitable. Your boo gonna call you. Okay. Yeah. Yes. When you know that check is coming because you work at a certain time, it's inevitable. And for me, my success is inevitable because mm. I stay focused on me. Mm. Like, so it doesn't really matter what it looks like to everyone else. Right. Or what people think, because my success is me. Yes. It starts with me. It starts with me being aligned. It starts with me understanding that I can't do this alone. Mm. You're part of my journey right now. Mm -hmm. I would have never expected to speak to you today. This this week is a major week for me. Tell me what's going on and give me an update on where Flex and Fly is. Well, first, I'm turning 37 years old. I don't know what that life is about. Happy (laughs) birthday. Thank you, boo. And I don't know. I don't know what that life is about. And I'm really scared because now I feel like I have no excuses um, <laughs> to be a, to be a child. Your back is against the wall where you thrive. Oh, oh. <laughs> and I have my first ever wellness summit in New York City um, really? this Saturday, May yeah, May six. I it was written. And my business plan five years ago, because my goal is to eventually have a festival every year called the Flex Summit, expanding the face of wellness. I gathered the best of the best in the travel, wellness, entrepreneurship space to come and pour into each other. We have some amazing vendors and people coming. I had planned this for the last year. And then I had such a crazy quarter one. I didn't know what was going to happen. I was at Southwest and doing all this stuff. And then I remembered, like, I had this chat with you and I was like I don't know this is so random this chat like because <laughs> all the press that I've been doing was for the, the for flex and fly for yeah. the summit and I just was like I woke up this morning and I was like oh huh I'm so excited to chat with her today because oh. this is someone that don't really know me like that she's yeah. like no what I've been doing right for the last couple of months but now I get to have a conversation with someone and like it doesn't, I get to show them me and yes. not what I've been doing. I get to show them me. Yes. And I'm not proud of when I'm me. 
And so Flex and Fly right now mm. is in the process of our flex bags going into retail. So we're you'll be getting the first, I'll email it to you. We're entering four major retailers. So please oh. get the flex bags at the flexbags.com. You need it. Flex and Fly is finalizing two more airports um, so that we can launch by the end of the year. Wow. And what airports are you in now? So we're finalizing our stuff at JFK in New York. Nice. I wanted to start off in New York because this is where it needs, where we need it the most. Right. You're a New Yorker. And what's what's more stressful than an airport in New York? So they need Nothing. you. Nothing. They need, they need you. care about their wellness, okay? Nothing. And all the other, and I have many different, you know, countries that want Flex and Fly there, but I really wanted to start off in New York because I knew the impact it would have on the people here. And also I'm finalizing my pilot license. I am going to be a pilot and this is. <laughs> this I is love it. You are going to actually fly the plane literally and figuratively of well, your life. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not having the biggest goal. If I'm completely honest with you, if I tell you the, uh, the full truth is that I want to have my own airline. Mm, wow. That yeah. is a big audacious goal, which everybody needs one. You know, if it's if it exists, it's inevitable. It's already done. I love it. I love it's it. It's already done because someone else has done it. Many many different people own airlines. It's just I haven't done it yet. Why not so, you? Well, exactly. Why not you? That's exactly. Right. <laughs> I already have the blueprint, honey. I already have the blueprint. Somebody else already did it. I could just do it better. And that's how you guys have to look at your life. When yes. you have dreams that seem bigger than you ever thought, when it seems impossible, when you have whatever, look for someone that has done it already or look for someone that has tried to do it. Because mm -hmm. to be honest, nothing is fully original. The thing mm -hmm. is, there are people that are obedient to the vision and those that aren't. Mm -hmm. I already have plenty of people that mm. I know own airlines mm. and they tell me how expensive, how crazy that, that, that. And I'm just like, I'm not thinking about what can't happen. I'm just starting here. I need to start brick by brick. Mm. I know you are being careful by telling me, Oh, Hey, you know, this, this may be a lot and all that stuff. When people say that to me and I'm like, yeah, mm. yeah, it could be. So Yumi, when people fly through Newark and JFK, how are they going to find you? They got to go to flexandfly.com okay. and then um, our app is coming out this summer. So while we get into more airlines, they can actually start booking on the app or online to see where we are and what terminal and book their flights that way. Or if you're just passing by and you see us, you could take a wellness class with us. And we have classes for 10 minutes, 20 minutes and 30 minutes. Oh, fantastic. So they book online, but they'll be able to find you at different places in the airport, but they have to go to Flex and Fly to find out exactly where that is. Yes, flexandfly.com and then download our app when it comes in the summer. But in the time and in the meantime, you got to go to flexandfly.com while we put that out. Okay, last question. When you think back to flying through Morocco and seeing yeah. and having that spark of inspiration, seeing those gentlemen praying to now, right? Like that entire trajectory, what is the biggest piece of advice that you would give people who are just starting to formulate an idea based on what you have learned, all that you have learned? Trust yourself. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us don't trust ourselves enough. We start mm -hmm. trusting other people's ideas. We look at other people's success and start trusting that. And we mm -hmm. think that's the epitome of that. Mm -hmm. Trust yourself more. The vision was given to you. Mm -hmm. You understand? And I always say this. When you are given a vision, 
it's not a test from God. It's not like, oh, let me see if you could do it. When you're given a vision, it's God saying, I trust you to do it. Mm. Not, can you do it? Mm. Okay? Mm -hmm. I gave you the vision because I know and I trust you to do it. You don't have to prove it to me. Mm. I already know you can do it. Mm. Just walk it out. Walk it out. <laughs> that is going to be my new saying, Yumi. Thanks now, to walk you. It out. Walk it out. Walk it out. <laughs> well, I'm definitely a better person having met you. Oh, thank you so much. You know, one of my one of my affirmations is always that I'm a blessing to everyone I come in contact with. Mm-hmm. I I feel that because I wanna I wanna leave you better than 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 you came. Yes, yes. Well, you did that today. Uh, Best of you. luck to you with Flex and Fly. I will be personally logging on. I might be looking for that fanny pack because I do travel. But it's well, wonderful which, to hear your well, story. Which one? Because you need one. <laughs> I'm giving all of the ones, The Flex pack is it. I'm bringing your fanny pack with us. <laughs> Sell it. Walk it out. Walk it out. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to To Dine For The Podcast. For more information on the show, the guests, and the podcast, head to todinefortv.com. You can find us on Instagram at todinefortv and Facebook at todinefor with Kate Sullivan. Thanks to the sponsors of To Dine For The Podcast, American National, Lavazza, and Terlato Wine Group. Special thank you to producer and sound editor John Golner. To the loyal followers of this program, cheers, stay hungry, and stay inspired. I'll see you back at the table soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>